0: chapter seven through eight of irenaeus against heresies book one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. irenaeus against heresies book one translated by alexander roberts and w h rombo chapter seven the mother achemoth when all her seed are perfected shall pass into the pleroma, accompanied by those men who are spiritual. The demiurge, with animal men, shall pass into the intermediate habitation, but all material men shall go into corruption. Their blasphemous opinions against the true incarnation of Christ by the Virgin Mary. Their views as to the prophecies. Stupid ignorance of the demiurge. 1 when all the seed shall have come to perfection they state that then their mother achimoth shall pass from the intermediate place and enter in within the pleroma and shall receive as her spouse the saviour who sprang from all the aeons that thus a conjunction may be formed between the saviour and sophia that is achimoth these then are the bridegroom and bride while the nuptial chamber is the full extent of the pleroma the spiritual seed again being divested of their animal souls and becoming intelligent spirits shall in an irresistible and invisible manner enter in within the pleroma and be bestowed as brides on those angels who wait upon the saviour the demiurge himself will pass into the place of his mother sophia that is the intermediate habitation. In this intermediate place, also, shall the souls of the righteous repose, but nothing of an animal nature shall find admittance to the pleroma. When these things have taken place as described, then shall that fire which lies hidden in the world blaze forth and bloom, and while destroying all matter, shall also be extinguished along with it, and have no further existence they affirm that the demiurge was acquainted with none of these things before the advent of the saviour two there are also some who maintain that he also produced christ as his own proper son but of an animal nature and that mention was made of him by the prophets this christ passed through mary just as water flows through a tube and there descended upon him in the form of a dove at the time of his baptism, that Saviour who belonged to the Pleroma, and was formed by the combined efforts of all its inhabitants. In him there existed also that spiritual seed which proceeded from Achemoth. They hold accordingly that our Lord, while preserving the type of the first-begotten and primary tetrad, was compounded of these four substances, of that which is spiritual, in so far as he was from Achimoth, and that which is animal, as being from the demiurge by a special dispensation, inasmuch as he was formed corporeally with unspeakable skill, and of the Saviour, as respects that dove which descended upon him. He also continued free from all suffering since indeed it was not possible that he should suffer who was at once incomprehensible and invisible and for this reason the spirit of christ who had been placed within him was taken away when he was brought before pilate they maintain further that not even the seed which he had received from the mother that is achimoth was subject to suffering for it too was impassable and being spiritual and invisible even to the demiurge himself it follows then according to them that the animal christ and that which had been formed mysteriously by a special dispensation underwent suffering that the mother might exhibit through him a type of the christ above namely of him who extended himself through staros and imparted to achimoth shape so far as substance was concerned for they declare that all these transactions were counterparts of what took place above three they maintain moreover that those souls which possess the seed of Achemoth are superior to the rest and are more dearly loved by the demiurge than others while he knows not the true cause thereof but imagines that they are what they are through his favor towards them. Wherefore also they say he distributed them to prophets, priests, and kings, and they declare that many things were spoken by this seed through the prophets, inasmuch as it was endowed with a transcendently lofty nature. The mother also, they say, spake much about things above, and that both through him and through the souls which were formed by him then again they divide the prophecies into different classes maintaining that one portion was uttered by the mother a second by her seed and a third by the demiurge in like manner they hold that jesus uttered some things under the influence of the saviour others under that of the mother and others still under that of the demiurge, as we shall show further on in our work. 4. The demiurge, while ignorant of those things which were higher than himself, was indeed excited by the announcements made through the prophets, but treated them with contempt, attributing them sometimes to one cause, and sometimes to another, either to the prophetic spirit, which itself possesses the power of self-excitement, or to mere unassisted man, or that it was simply a crafty device of the lower and baser order of men. He remained thus ignorant until the appearing of the Lord. But they relate that when the Savior came, the Demiurge learned all things from him, and gladly with all his power joined himself to him they maintain that he is the centurion mentioned in the gospel who addressed the savior with these words for i also am one having soldiers and servants under my authority and whatsoever i command they do they further hold that he will continue administering the affairs of the world as long as that is fitting and needful and especially that he may exercise a care over the church while at the same time he is influenced by the knowledge of the reward prepared for him, namely, that he may attain to the habitation of his mother. 5. They conceive, then, of three kinds of men, spiritual, material, and animal, represented by Cain, Abel, and Seth. These three natures are no longer found in one person. But constitute various kinds of men the material goes as a matter of course into corruption the animal if it make choice of the better part finds repose in the intermediate place but if the worse it too shall pass into destruction but they assert that the spiritual principles which have been sown by achimoth being disciplined and nourished here from that time until now in righteous souls BECAUSE WHEN GIVEN FORTH BY HER, THEY WERE YET BUT WEAK. AT LAST ATTAINING TO PERFECTION, SHALL BE GIVEN AS BRIDES TO THE ANGELS OF THE SAVIOR, WHILE THEIR ANIMAL SOULS OF NECESSITY REST FOREVER WITH THE DEMIURGE IN THE INTERMEDIATE PLACE. AND AGAIN, SUBDIVIDING THE ANIMAL SOULS THEMSELVES, THEY SAY THAT SOME ARE BY NATURE GOOD, AND OTHERS BY NATURE EVIL the good are those who become capable of receiving the spiritual seed the evil by nature are those who are never able to receive that seed chapter eight how the valentinians pervert the scriptures to support their own pious opinions one such then is their system which neither the prophets announced nor the lord taught nor the apostles delivered but of which they boast that beyond all others they have perfect knowledge. They gather their views from other sources than the scriptures, and to use a common proverb, they strive to weave ropes of sand while they endeavor to adapt with an air of probability to their own peculiar assertions and parables of the Lord, the sayings of the prophets, and the words of the apostles, in order that their scheme may not seem altogether without support. In doing so, however, they disregard the order and the connexion of the scriptures, and so far as in them lies, dismember and destroy the truth. By transferring passages and dressing them up anew, and making one thing out of another, they succeed in deluding many through their wicked art in adapting the oracles of the Lord to their opinions. Their manner of acting is just as if one, when a beautiful image of a king has been constructed by some skillful artist out of precious jewels should then take this likeness of the man all to pieces should rearrange the gems and so fit them together as to make them into the form of a dog or a fox and even that but poorly executed and should then maintain and declare that this was the beautiful image of the king which the skillful artist constructed pointing to the jewels which had been admirably fitted together by the first artist to form the image of the king, but have been with bad effect transferred by the latter one to the shape of a dog, and by thus exhibiting the jewels, should deceive the ignorant, who had no conception what a king's form was like, and persuade them that that miserable likeness of the fox was, in fact, the beautiful image of the king." In like manner do these persons patch together old wives' fables, and then endeavor, by violently drawing away from their proper connection, words, expressions, and parables, whenever found, to adapt the oracles of God to their baseless fictions. We have already stated how far they proceed in this way, with respect to the interior of the pleroma. 2 then again as to those things outside of their pleroma the following are some specimens of what they attempt to accommodate out of the scriptures to their opinions they affirm that the lord came in the last times of the world to endure suffering for this end that he might indicate the passion which occurred to the last of the aeons and might by his own end announce the secession of that disturbance which had risen among the aeons they maintain, further, that that girl of twelve years old, the daughter of the ruler of the synagogue, to whom the Lord approached and raised her from the dead, was a type of achimoth, to whom their Christ, by extending himself, imparted shape, and whom he led anew to the perception of that light which had forsaken her, and that the Savior appeared to her when she lay outside of the pleroma, as a kind of abortion, they affirm paul to have declared in his epistle to the corinthians in these words and last of all he appeared to me also as to one born out of due time again the coming of the savior with his attendants to achimoth is declared in like manner by him in the same epistle when he says a woman ought to have a veil upon her head because of the angels Now that Achimoth, when the Savior came upon her, drew a veil over herself through modesty, Moses rendered manifest when he put a veil upon his face. So also, they say that the passions which she endured were indicated by the Lord upon the cross. Thus, when he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He simply showed that Sophia was deserted by the light, and was restrained by Horos from making any advance forward. Her anguish again was indicated when he said, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Her fear by the words, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And her perplexity too, when he said, And what I shall say... I know not 3 and they teach that he pointed out three kinds of men as follows the material when he said to him that asked him shall I follow thee the son of man hath not where to lay his head the animal when he said to him that declared I will follow thee but suffer me first to bid them farewell that are in my house no man putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven for this man may declare to be of the intermediate class even as they do that other who though he professed to have wrought a large amount of righteousness yet refused to follow him and was so overcome by the love of riches as never to reach perfection this one it pleases them to place in the animal class the spiritual again when he said let the dead bury their dead but go thou and preach the kingdom of god and when he said to zacchaeus the publican make haste and come down for to-day i must abide in thine house for these they declared to have belonged to the spiritual class also the parable of the leaven which the woman is described as having hid in three measures of meal they declare to make manifest the three classes. For, according to their teaching, the woman represented Sophia, the three measures of meal, the three kinds of men, spiritual, animal, and material, while the leaven denoted the Savior himself. Paul, too, very plainly set forth the material, animal, and spiritual, saying in one place, as is the earthly such are they also that are earthly and in another place but the animal man receiveth not the things of the spirit and again he that is spiritual judgeth all things and this the animal man receiveth not the things of the spirit they affirm to have been spoken concerning the demiurge who, as being animal, knew neither his mother, who was spiritual, nor his seed, nor the ions in the pleroma. And that the Savior received first fruits of those whom he was to save, Paul declared when he said, And if the first fruits be holy, the lump is also holy, teaching that the expression first fruits denoted that which is spiritual, but that the lump meant us, that is, the animal church, the lump of which they say he assumed, and blended it with himself, inasmuch as he is the leaven. 4. Moreover, that Akimoth wandered beyond the Pleroma, and received form from Christ, and was sought after by the Saviour, they declare that he indicated when he said that he had come after that sheep which was gone astray, For they explain the wandering sheep to mean their mother, by whom they represent the church as having been sown. The wandering itself denotes her stay outside of the pleroma in a state of varied passion, from which they maintain that matter derived its origin. The woman, again, who sweeps the house and finds the piece of money, they declare to denote the Sophia above, who, having lost her enthymesis, afterwards recovered it, on all things being purified by the advent of the saviour wherefore this substance also according to them was reinstated in pleroma they say too that simeon who took christ into his arms and gave thanks to god and said lord now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word was a type of the demiurge who on the arrival of the saviour learned his own change of place and gave thanks to bythus they also assert that by anna who is spoken of in the gospel as a prophetess and who after living seven years with her husband passed all the rest of her life in widowhood until she saw the saviour and recognized him and spoke of him to all was most plainly indicated achemoth who having for a little while looked upon the Savior with his associates, and dwelling all the rest of the time in the intermediate place, waited for him till he should come again and restore her to her proper consort. Her name, too, was indicated by the Savior when he said, Yet wisdom is justified by her children. This, too, was done by Paul in these words, but we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. They declare also that Paul has referred to the conjunctions within the pleroma, showing them forth by means of one, for, when writing of the conjugal union in this life, he expressed himself thus, This is a mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the Church. 5. Further, they teach that John, the disciple of the Lord, indicated the first Ogdoad, expressing themselves in these words. John, the disciple of the Lord, wishing to set forth the origin of all things, so as to explain how the Father produced the whole, lays down a certain principle, that, namely, which was first begotten by God, which being he has termed both the only begotten Son and God, in whom the father after a seminal manner brought forth all things by him the word was produced and in him the whole substance of the ions to which the word himself afterwards imparted form since therefore he treats of the first origin of things he rightly proceeds in his teaching from the beginning that is from god and the word and he expresses himself thus in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god having first of all distinguished these three god the beginning and the word he again unites them that he may exhibit the production of each of them that is of the son and of the word and may at the same time show their union with one another and with the father for the beginning is in the father and of the father while the word is in the beginning and of the beginning very properly then did he say in the beginning was the word for he was in the son and the word was with god for he was the beginning and the word was god of course for that which is begotten of god is god the same was in the beginning with god this clause discloses the order of production all things were made by him and without him was nothing made for the word was the author of form and beginning to all the ions that came into existence after him but what was made in him says John, is life. Here again he indicated conjunction. For all things, he said, were made by him, and in him was life. This then, which is in him, is more closely connected with him than those things which were simply made by him. For it exists along with him, and is developed by him. When again he adds and the life was the light of men. While thus mentioning Anthropos, he indicated also Ecclesia by that one expression, in order that, by using only one name, he might disclose their fellowship with one another in virtue of their conjunction. For Anthropos and Ecclesia spring from Logos and Zoe. Moreover, he styled life, or Zoe, the light of men, because they are enlightened by her, that is, formed and made manifest. This also Paul declares in these words For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Since, therefore, Zoe manifested and begot both Anthropos and Ecclesia, she is termed their light thus then did john by these words reveal both other things and the second tetrod logos and zoe Anthropos and ecclesia and still further he also indicated the first tetrod for in discoursing of the saviour and declaring that all things beyond the pleroma received form from him he says that he is the fruit of the entire pleroma for he styles him a light which shineth in darkness and which was not comprehended by it inasmuch as when he imparted form to all those things which had their origin from passion he was not known by it he also styles him sun and eletheia and zoe and the word made flesh whose glory he says we beheld and his glory was that of the only begotten given to him by the father full of grace and truth but what John really does say is this and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth thus then does he according to them distinctly set forth the first tetrad when he speaks of the father and charis and monogenes and aletheia in this way too does john tell of the first ogdoad and that which is the mother of all the aeons for he mentions the father and charis and monogenes and aletheia and logos and zoe and anthropos and ecclesia such are the views of Ptolemais. End of Book 1, Chapters 7 through 8